0: Your goal is to create happy customers who mm-hmm. then create other happy customers. So, congratulations. Here's what I've done. The best of the best have won the We're selling, going, going, gone. So, congratulations. Let's have a look at the facts. What's your goal for the next six months? Guys and girls, I've got with me James Clear, and um, I know that I'm sort of a uh, putting it out there, but I actually think that he's going to be one of the best people that we've ever had come to ARIC um, in the 20 years that we've had the event, because I simply believe that process trumps motivation any day of the week. And I know that most real estate agents have got this constant, constant struggle with making prospecting a habit. So James, firstly, we're over the moon that you're taking that long trip from the USA to Australia. So thank you so much.
1: Oh, thank you. I'm excited to be there.
0: Now, James, the uh, the book that you wrote, Atomic Habits. When can I ask you when was that book published?
1: Uh, it released October sixteenth, uh, twenty eighteen. So it's been out for um, yeah a little over six months. By the time we have the uh, by the time we have Eric.
0: Okay. Now um, I want to just ask you two questions. Question number one: What are the steps to forming a habit?
1: Well, so in the book, I break down a habit into four different stages. Roughly speaking, those are cue, craving, response, and reward. And I'll cover them in more detail during my presentation. But the basic idea is you have some kind of cue that captures your attention. Based on how you interpret that cue, you may get a craving or be motivated or find it attractive to take action. Uh, Then there's the response, which is the actual habit itself. And then finally, there's some kind of reward or benefit from doing the habit. And if you understand those four stages, then you sort of have a, a good framework for understanding where to intervene to build a good habit or to break a bad one. And uh, so those four steps, cue, craving, response, reward, give you kind of a high level framework for uh, understanding a habit. And then the majority of my work is, well, what do we actually do with that? How can we use those stages to build better habits in our life and work?
0: You know, James, there's a lot of people and a lot of information that talks about the Um, time frame it takes to actually get something that gets hardwired as a new habit. Do you have a view on that? Like Um, people were brought up saying, Oh, it's 21 days or what have you.
1: Yeah. This is a very common question that I get. uh, And you'll see all kinds of answers. Like you said, 21 days, 30 days, uh, 66 days is a popular answer right now because there was one study that showed that on average it took about 66 days to build a habit. But even within that study, the range was quite wide. If it was something simple, like drinking a glass of water at lunch, it might be a few weeks. If it was something more complicated, like going for a run after work each day, it might be seven or eight months. So I don't know that the average really tells you very much. But I think, um, I think that question, how long does it take to build a habit, there's sort of like a deeper underlying assumption behind it. It's kind of like, well, how long until it's easy or how long until I don't have to work on it that hard anymore? And I think the honest answer to how long does it take to build a habit is forever, because if you stop doing it, it's no longer a habit. And, you know, that idea, that philosophy, that approach, I think it gives you a little bit better of a way to um, attack your habits where you understand, okay, how can I choose something that's non-threatening, something that is small and sustainable enough that it can become part of my new lifestyle? You know, if I'm going to be doing this forever, it should be something that I can stick to 98% ninety eight percent of the time, no matter what, without fail, and this is one reason why I think small habits are a great way to start and once you've integrated it into your lifestyle, then you can start to look for ways to expand and improve
0: okay, so um, that leads me to that um, second question I was going to ask you so if you're if you're a real estate agent and one habit that you want to create is your ability to prospect on a daily basis to get new listings fundamentally, um, it's all about bringing new business coming in. If I turned around and said to you, what advice would you give to the real estate agent watching this and coming to Eric to hear you speak to build a prospect of spending, say, two hours before lunchtime each day prospecting for new business? Are you suggesting that don't start off with two hours, start with lower?
1: Well, so let's take a couple of those stages that I just mentioned uh, a moment ago. So you have cue, craving, response, and reward. So yeah, I think one good step could be what you just recommended. You take the habit and rather than it being two hours, let's focus on the first two minutes. And this is something I talk about in the book, you know, like focus on the two-minute rule. Can you make the first action easy? So Maybe your habit is actually just making one sales call, not or one prospecting call, not doing it for two hours. But the whole point of that is that once you get started, you know it's much easier for you to continue. So we're going to try to set the bar low so that you can get some momentum going. So that's one approach. Uh, the second thing that you could do is maybe address that queue portion, you know, so... Um, Perhaps the thing that triggers you to make your prospecting calls is having your prospecting list decided, right? Like knowing exactly who you're going to call. So maybe printing that list out the night before and having it sitting on the desk uh, is a good way to have a visual cue that can remind you and make it easier for you to get into the work when the time is right. Or you could set an alarm on your phone to go off at, say, 9 a.m. each morning and that alarm could have a little message on it that says, you know, spend the next two minutes making a prospecting call. And so these little cues or notifications, these little reminders that kind of make that first action more likely to happen. That's another way to, to build that habit. And then the final idea that I'll offer is related to the last step of the process. So the reward. And... Basically, whenever you're trying to build a habit, you want the end or the finish of it to be rewarding, to feel successful. Because if you feel successful or you feel like you enjoyed the process, then you have a reason to repeat it again in the future. So one strategy that you could do, let's say you have like a jar of marbles or something. And in that jar, you put 90 marbles that are blue and you put 10 marbles that are red. And whenever you finish making a prospecting call, you pull a marble out of the jar. And if you pull one of the blue marbles out, one of the 90 marbles out, then nothing happens. Just pat on the back. Good job. You do what you're supposed to. But if you pull one of the 10 out, then maybe you get some kind of reward. Maybe it's a piece of chocolate. Maybe it's you get to spend 10 minutes watching a video on YouTube. Maybe you get to browse social media. Maybe you get to go walk outside. Whatever feels rewarding to you. But the point is that now you've introduced kind of this little element of a game. There's a reward, there's a prize, a potential prize, and it feels more fun in the moment to do the thing that pays off in the long run. And um, so those, those different steps, scaling it down and making it easy to start creating some obvious cues to trigger the habit and adding in a little element of reward to make it more enjoyable in the moment. I think those are three different ways that you could make that habit more likely to stick.
0: (sighs) Fantastic. Even just in these short five minutes, I can tell, uh, James, that you're a you're a content speaker. You're not someone that goes in to uh, give people a caffeine hit and come out, you know, feeling exi- exhilarated for 24 hours and then returning back to their normal way of life. Looking forward to you coming over to Australia in June. We're going to see you at ARIC. And I'm very, very confident that you're going to address two things. The two biggest issues keep this in mind, James, agents want more prospecting and more exercise. They're the two things that real estate agents turn around and say, hey, I wish they were just easier for me to do. Do
1: you think you'll be able to deliver that in your talk? I love it. I'll do my best to address both of them. Good man. Thank you so much. Great. Thank you. I'm looking forward to it.
0: Thanks for tuning in, guys and girls. You can join me on Facebook for the live Sunday Night Rant every week at 8.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. And if you're in real estate, just Google Tom Panos and you'll find a heap of resources and interviews where million-dollar agents share their strategies. See you next week. Let's
1: have a look at the facts. Watch your goal for the next.